When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On 9-11, our nation made a commitment to never forget. Since then, it's been the Tunnel to Towers Foundation honoring those words with action. So many people gave their lives while saving others on 9-11. Tunnel to Towers carries forward that legacy of courage and heroism by honoring our country's military and first responder heroes, people who are willing to die for you and me. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't work jaws, bitch, I miss a jaw. Who can I run to when I need love? Oh, don't look, don't hold it, uh, note against me. Is it me or are the Real Housewives of Potomac starting to feel like the City Girls versus Escape? Now, I'm going to let you yourself pick who is which and who is who, what team is who. The Green Eyed Bandits versus uh, uh, Karen and everybody, uh, Lord. Listen, it's your new episode of Me and You, The Housewives, and Marvel 2. Let's go ahead and get into this thing. My God. Okay. So this week, we got to kind of take things a little bit differently. I have been kind of ripping and running, promoting the hell out of the podcast, talking to a lot of my favorite people, uh, whether on YouTube, whether they're fellow podcasters, whether they have big, like successful Instagram accounts, all of these people I love so much. And I've gotten to collaborate with so many people over the past couple of weeks. I have beaten my Potomac dead horse with a slingshot. I don't, you know, I don't know idioms that well, but listen, I give it my try <laughs> every single time. I beat a dead horse 
with a pillow suffocate him. I don't know. But look, I figured this episode is going to be a tad bit different. I kind of want to, I don't want to do really much a recap. I kind of want to talk about some high level discussion about some things that really kind of hit home in reality. But before I do that, I told you that I've been talking about Potomac and Bravo in general really nonstop. Done a couple of Marvel things that haven't come out yet, so we'll we'll save that for later. But let me give you some of the platforms that I've been on recently so that you can kind of go and hear all of these other amazing people that I love so much that I listen to on a regular basis, that I communicate on with on a regular basis. All good people. So the first thing I did recently was I sat down for my good friend, the reality dude, uh, on Instagram, he's at reality dude underscore. He, uh, has a nice sized, uh, Instagram page. He's starting a YouTube channel and he wanted me to do an interview. He let me sit and just basically word vomit all things Bravo. It was the best time in the world. So if you have time, go and check out that interview. If you go to at reality dude underscore on Instagram, you can uh, click the link in his bio. It'll take you right to the interview. It's a two part interview. Kendrick Tucker, of course, with me and you, the housewives and Marvel Two. check that out. I'm, I'm talking everything. I'm talking uh, housewives in New York, how I feel about Leah, uh, thoughts on Dorinda leaving. I'm talking about Potomac, uh, the newcomer, Wendy, the big fight, everything. I'm talking about Beverly Hills and uh, the travesty that was Beverly Hills this season. Everything Bravo. So go over there and check that out. The next kind of thing I'm going to plug is Mocha Minutes. Oh my God. I love me some Stephanie over there at Mocha Minutes. So we, me, her, Obi, and uh, Taria did this like, we sat down and talked for about five hours. Once we start talking, there's no shutting us up. So we talked all things Bravo. And of course, with us, we're, we're four black content creators and we had to bring it back to like real world issues every time we were talking about all of these shows. I mean, it was the most like it was the closest you can be to being a fly in a room with black people talking about Bravo. <laughs> Unless you're watching like the Atlanta Housewives, then, you know, you might you might get something else. But, you know, go and check that out. It's uh, Mocha Minutes. You can find it on all podcast platforms. If you go to her page on Instagram at Mocha Minutes, you'll uh, find the link to the podcast. And I was me. It was Stephanie, who is the host of Mocha Minutes. It was Taria from the What Else Is Going On podcast. And it was Obi Ali King from the Obi Bakken Bravo Instagram and YouTube page. So go and check that out. Not only is it hilarious, it's really good to have that kind of deep, perspective about all things kind of happening from a human perspective. You know, we get so bogged down in things sometimes where we're uh, caught up in the really the minutia of everything going on with the reality TV shows that we don't really stop and take a minute to kind of really like examine how it relates back to us in our life and why we might be so emotionally invested in some of these TV shows and not even realize it. You know, that fight with Candace and Monique might have triggered you in a way that you never thought it could because it might have, you know, it might have related back to you on a level that you might understand. One of the girls on there, Taria, she talked about a personal fight that happened with her and why she like related to this moment so much, but you'd be surprised where she falls on that issue. 
So that was a great one. Go and check that out if you have time. Again, that's Mocha, M-O-C-H-A, Minutes, uh, on Apple Podcasts. Go and find it. That's a great listen. It's split into two parts, each one about two hours. Uh, Download it. It's a week's worth of jogging. Go ahead and do it. There might be a day's worth of jogging for some of you, but... Listen, I go jogging on my lunch break and then I got to come back and clock in, okay? I don't do all that, uh, <laughs> that two-hour cardio in the morning, two hours at night. That might just be a day for y'all. Ah, ah, not me. I need a little more time. Listen, that's a week's worth of uh, podcasting for me. It was a good week's listen, okay? So uh, uh, there you go. My next stop, I got to talk to Kim Hasara over at Bravo, East Coast Housewives. That podcast is so fun. Kim has so much energy. And I mean, we, it was like kismet spirits. My God, we talked about everything. We talked about Potomac mostly for the most part, but I mean, we related it back to everything Bravo. It's so funny because Potomac is ruling Bravo right now. So we've really been able to kind of, you know, talk about that. And then we would like get off topic Talk about New York for a little bit, but somehow like New York would wrap right back around to uh, the Potomac Housewives. But it was so fun. Kim is a fantastic host. She, I mean, it's so easy to feed off of her energy. She, you know, she asked me who, if I had to pick an all-star cast, who would be my seven all-star housewives? You, you might be surprised who I pick. That house might not last more than three days because it might be bloodshed. Who got, who God, who knows? Uh, she asked me my tagline. She asked me about Leah. She asked me about everything going on in Potomac, whether it's Ray Huger and Karen Huger, whether it's the pastor and the first lady, whether it's the Green Eye Bandits as a whole, whether it was a fight. We talked about everything. So if you get a chance, go and find Kim Asara's podcast, Bravo, East Coast Housewives. Uh, go right to Apple Music. I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts. Find her there. It is going to be a great listen. And finally... My little tour ends this week when I get to talk to Taria on her podcast. It's just me and her talking all things Bravo. But if you know Taria at all over at the What Else Is Going On podcast, you know that she likes to relate it back to real life. So that is going to be a great conversation. So I'll keep you updated. If you follow me on Instagram at Housewives Marvel Podcast. Then I'll keep you updated as to when that episode comes out. We get to record it really soon. We, oh God, who knows with us? We might talk for uh, six days and, you know, you might get it in November sometime <laughs> with all the editing we might have to do. But, you know, that's going to be a good one. So uh, be on the lookout for that one. But with all that being said, I've talked about Potomac so much that I had to find a way to make this episode a little more interesting without just coming here to regurgitate everything else that I've just like merely said. So I want to really talk about some of the big talking points that have exploded on social media this week. So I have a couple of kind of topics that I want to throw past you guys and I want to give you my input. You've already really told me your input online already, but let's just go ahead and talk about them and I'll kind of break them down point by point. I don't expect this to be like the longest episode, but I do want to at least address each one of these things just to kind of get your your mind's rolling. Mine is definitely rolling. I've been thinking about it all week. I think everybody kind of 
is anxious watching Potomac just because uh, it's been so high intensity this week. And we got that mid-season trailer. So, oh my God. Okay, so let's let's just go ahead and jump right on in it. The first big thing that's kind of really been bothering me this week, it, well, I, I don't even know if it's bothering me, but it's been a thing that I've been thinking about probably for the last three weeks now because one of the big talking points that's kind of exploded online is black women, their perception and image on reality TV, and should we care? And that's really a loaded kind of question because I think if you talk to black people everywhere, we might all come down somewhere different on this. You know, it's 2020. A lot of black people feel that by us constantly belittling you know black people for fighting on tv or arguing or cussing on tv or the way we act in public in general they think that there's no need for us to constantly wonder basically to put it crudely what white people think about this because we shouldn't be constantly trying to impress white people you know the same way they feel that black artists should appreciate things like the bt awards and the soul train awards if the Grammys don't appreciate real R&B and things like that, basically saying that uh, we don't, we know that these black people don't speak for all of us. If white people don't know it, then it's their issue. Then you have the other side of the community. That's basically like, no, you have a platform. You need to use it correctly. You need to be accountable for what you're doing on that platform. Don't embarrass all of us because if you're fighting on TV, that's going to make it harder for me to get a seat at the table because they think we're all alike. Now, whether which school of thought is correct, I don't know. That's probably going to be something that we're arguing about for probably the end of time. The same way we argue about the N-word usage, the same way we argue about a lot of stuff. You know, we argue about colorism and uh is weave, uh, you know, a sign of self-hatred or is it just a uh, freedom of expression? You know, all these different things come up in the black community and we really have to kind of, it's been one of the things that I've been wanting to address on this podcast because there's been a lot lately that people have been saying that, you know, Bravo is not the network for fighting. So when fighting occurs, it's magnified that much more. You know, it's not love and hip hop. It's not uh, little women. You know, it's not. I don't. Why did I name little women? I miss Miss Juicy. Miss Juicy, baby. I don't know why. To see that. This is why I can't have serious conversations. <laughs> I need somebody to bounce off of because my mind races a mile a minute. Now I'm thinking about when uh, Miss Juicy was saying Miss Minnie, R.I.P. Miss Minnie, was copying her. They were in that bar arguing. Uh, her mama threw them chicken wings at her. Ooh, that, listen, I'm about to go back and do a deep dive on Little Women Atlanta specifically. That is my show that's like the show like i will go over my mama's house i will tell my sister we'll get some wings and pizza and we will watch little women atlanta they are the funniest people on tv my god okay kendrick you were in the middle of a serious conversation focus focus kendrick okay back to black women (laughs) and reality tv now i named a few examples earlier love and hip-hop is probably the most prevailing one it's probably the one that when you think about black people fighting on tv you think about love and hip-hop 
you might think about Bad Girls Club too, but Bad Girls Club has always done a good job of mixing racially the cast. So when you think of Bad Girls Club, you don't necessarily just think of black people fighting on TV. You think of women fighting on TV, honestly. So it kind of brought about the question, because a lot of people said that, you know, Monique looked ignorant. She looked dumb for having to result to violence on TV. And a lot of other people were saying, well, no, she's not doing anything else that Teresa hasn't done in Jersey, that Danielle hasn't done in Jersey, that, uh, you know, Tamara throwing the wine glass in Gina's face and uh, Leanne threatening to kill someone in Dallas. She's saying, you know, they're saying it's nothing new on Bravo, even though it's been this huge fight. It's probably the longest they've shown a physical altercation. It's nothing new. And so to penalize Monique, is crazy basically where i come down on it is i i get it i get both sides honestly if you don't want to be associated with that i absolutely understand it's it's your prerogative you don't have to be if you feel as if it's nothing she deserved it and all that kind of stuff you know a lot of people kind of feel you know that that goes back to upbringing a lot of us feel you know we were taught to you know, somebody puts their hands on you, you swing back. And if you come home and I find out you got your ass beat, I'm beating your ass. It's it's that vicious cycle of I got to fight for my life. So when I go home, I don't have to fight anymore. I know that sounds like the craziest thing in the world, but it's really how a lot of people were raised. And that might actually supersede racial lines because I have a lot of white friends who are raised the same way. If you go to school and someone's picking on you, you punch back, you swing back. You know, it's nothing really new. So that might not be something that's necessarily racially specific to black people. But when we're having this conversation and it's a cast full of black women, we have to kind of make it regarding the black family in a way. Because otherwise, I don't know, it's deep. Listen, the Housewives of Potomac, especially when they're really one of the the few reality shows I feel like airing right now, especially ones with an all black cast, they're kind of, they kind of hit at a time where the, the brunt of a socially, Lord, I cannot talk the brunt of a socially charged audience watching this. is probably magnifying the way that they feel about how they're acting on TV as well. So while some people might not normally get upset with this and might actually egg this behavior on. There are a lot now that are saying, you know, people are out here doing everything they can to make sure that black lives are saved and preserved. And, uh, you know, they're getting justice for our lives and for you to be on TV doing this for really an argument that doesn't make sense, makes no sense and makes us all look bad. So whether, you know, you come down on either one, I wanted to at least present that because I have been seeing a lot of mixed emotions online. And I mean, people have been like going back and forth. The fan pages seem to be very split. But one thing that I've really noticed is that it seems as if Team Candace has grown this season. So I think a lot of people kind of feel like, you know, we've seen all women across all reality shows get catty. We've seen them uh, argue. 
We've seen them use their words, throw shade, uh, read, all this kind of stuff. But when it gets physical, particularly on Bravo, sometimes it's a bit off-putting. And so I, the argument then becomes, do we think Candace deserved that in that moment? And that's something where I do kind of have an opinion. The first one, I see both sides. You know, it, it's whatever. That one, I don't think Candace or anybody else in that room thought it was going to get to that point. So with her actually being on the receiving end, I can understand. And then I can understand how all the women feel about this uh, this altercation. And that kind of leads me to my next point. My next big talking point is I've seen a lot online of people saying that the other women on the show are stupid for being upset. So my question is, are they allowed to be upset? Social media is saying, no, get over it because all of y'all argue and, you know, basically saying all of y'all do everything except fight. I say, yes, they are definitely 100% allowed to be upset. I don't think that any of these women were doing anything different than any other reality show where they're expected to kind of, you know, use their words. They want to, you know, go toe to toe as far as verbal fighting goes. But when no one expects it to get physical and it does, I think that sometimes gets a bit bewildering both for the audience and for the people participating. You know, security wasn't there that day. That was just production. And so I doubt production wanted to jump in on an altercation that they genuinely did not know was about to happen. Now, whose fault was that altercation? Was it Candace? Was it Monique? Or was it Ashley's ass who threw out her opinion and ran to the bathroom? I don't know. I'm going to leave that up to y'all, okay? I don't make the news. I just report it. <laughs> I stole that from fucking Dineva, but he'll be okay here. And so the thing is, it's been kind of crazy because... I feel as if people somehow have been finding a way to place blame on everyone except Monique, really. And, you know, if, that, if that's how you feel, feel that way. But I think it's damaging almost to sit and kind of say, you know what? Well, that bitch deserved it because she did this or that bitch. You know, it's a lot of loaded language online right now. Uh, you know, they call it bitch is probably the nicest word I've seen <laughs> on this, you know, online as of recently regarding this Monique versus Candace fight. And so social media is kind of telling the cast, you know, y'all are a bunch of hypocrites for this. And one thing I really kind of love, I love Robin and Wendy for really sticking their, their, uh, their ground. Giselle really doesn't interact that much online and she, you know, <laughs> Giselle got other things going on. She could really care less about what y'all are saying about her online. Robin wants y'all to know that she definitely feels how she feels. And I always respect that. Robin, they've been saying like, uh, well, you know, you're the one that did this and did that. And she's like, yeah, I did. I, I was there with Monique with that umbrella. We both argued. I was there. Uh, I went to Ashley's restaurant and confronted her about everything she was saying around the city to me. But in all those instances, it never came to blows. And I think that Robin, Wendy, whoever else feels, I think they're all entitled to feel that way. I think it would be ignorant for us to constantly say that, okay, well, 
Monique is uh, our, our golden child. So we have to feel this way about her. And I think that people really get lost in the sauce when they feel in their mind that they have to pick a side. Whether you're team Candace or team Monique, you really got to kind of ask yourself, should I be on a team in general? Now, what the answer to that is, I don't really know, but I don't feel like you have to be. It is perfectly justifiable to say, you know what? I'm not necessarily team Candace, but what Monique did was wrong. Or to say, I feel like I'm not picking a side, but Candace runs her mouth a lot. Candace is annoying. Uh, I understand why Monique might have had the reaction. I think it gets dangerous when we go online and we have our minds made up because of how we liked someone in season two or season three. And now all of a sudden it's season five and you want to say, no, I'm absolutely team this person. No, I'm absolutely team this person. I don't care what you say. I am rigid in my thinking. And this is why that person will never be wrong. Because then you create, ooh, I hate to say it. Some of y'all will be mad at me. Then you create the Dorinda monster. And what happens is you've loved the person for so long and you've rewarded their terrible behavior for so long that when it's time for them to really own up to their actions, they're not going to do it. And then that's going to get them ooh, fired. Well, I won't get them. It probably won't get the Potomac Housewives fired because, I mean, Jesus, this season is the best one yet. And I don't think they can get better then season three and then they brought out season four and then i was like you can't give it any better than season four and then they brought out season five and then they dropped that mid trailer on her ass like boom mic drop nas on your ass ether on you hoes it was you know that 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 trailer my god my god we'll uh we'll move on from there we'll talk about that later or you can just take your ass to youtube and watch it yourself <laughs> i can't really describe a mid-season trailer i can't do all the damn work for you i mean damn I'm, I'm I'm already uh, giving you a little bit of enlightened conversation. Isn't that enough? I mean, good God, you want me to do every damn thing. The next question I kind of want to bring up is, are we mad that Monique showed no remorse during that sit down? Or are we happy with her level of honesty? Now, this is something I've been going back and forth, back and forth with, probably more so with this than any of the other talking points, you know, I had the really, well, maybe second, the main thing I was mad about was they didn't show KB, the bodyguard getting out of that car. Now, listen, y'all have seen that small ass Tonka toy, uh, truck, <laughs> that little bitty ass Tonka car that Giselle drives around in <laughs> when she's, uh, riding around the Potomac. I guess it's a Gucci car. I don't know. Regardless, uh, my, me and my thighs, me and my thighs, me, let me tell you something. If me, if Giselle had to pick up me, uh, Kelly Price <laughs> and, uh, Monique to go somewhere, not new Monique, new Monique slimming on down. But if she had to pick up me, Kelly Price and the Parkers, Monique, listen, we'd have to get on the bus together because Giselle, you might as well save your gas money and keep your ass at home. Ain't nothing you can really do for us in that little bit of ass car. They showed Giselle at the house when she was getting out of the car and then they decided to zoom over and show KB while he was already outside of the car. I'm so mad at Bravo. The Potomac producers 
have the best producers on the network. And you mean to tell me nobody, nobody, not even James, not even James. You didn't bother to get a picture of KB getting out of that car. Like, really? Nobody want to see that except me. Okay, bet. That's all right. We're going to move on because I I feel like, you know what? <laughs> Y'all really missed the mark. That would have been hilarious. And that would I would have had to pause that episode and to sit my ass in an Epsom soft bath or something to keep from laughing. Because my stomach would have been in knots laughing at that. But y'all missed an opportunity. But hey, uh, they say, <laughs> Luann said, uh, even, uh, who was that? Louis, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. So I'm going to let y'all slide with that. I won't bring it up no more. Uh, probably just three or four more times. But after that, I'm not bringing it up no more. Now, are we mad at Monique for not showing remorse? Are we happy with her level of honesty? Now, let me first define what I mean when I say, are we happy with her level of honesty? I'm wondering if viewers find it refreshing that someone didn't just outright come out and say, you know what, Uh, I'm going to give you this half-ass apology and then I'm going to do what I normally do and just go on a a tirade of why I was actually right and why I was wrong. Or I'm going to give you this half-ass apology and then stick to this half-ass apology, but then every now and then sprinkle in a little bit of uh, bitch, you deserved it. It's one of the two, usually. Monique, though, kind of came in there. Her emotions seemed to be all over the place. She was crying in some instances. She was combative in other instances. She didn't care in some, you know. It seemed like, one, the other women... We're not here for it. <laughs> now, were they going to be here for it regardless? I don't know. We can argue about that. But they definitely weren't here for it in that moment. And it seems like she was basically... Her kind of... Int- her dialogue was right now and in that moment, I had no remorse and I have no remorse. I'm embarrassed. And Wendy kind of pointed out really well. She said that... For someone to say they're embarrassed but feels no remorse, that's a selfish emotion. That means that you're more so concerned about your image as opposed to what you did to someone else. That was very well spoken. Now, I'm wondering how viewers come down on this because on the one hand, I don't know if the people who appreciated that level of honesty, whether they bought it or whether that's exactly what they wanted her to do, just to say, just to unapologetically uh, quote unquote, beat Candace's ass and then move on from it? Or do people really want genuine remorse in this moment and to kind of uh, cower, so to say, to the Green Eyed Bandits? Because you know, with Potomac, people kind of view the Green Eyed Bandits, you know, I, I'll never apologize for my love of the Green Eyed Bandits, but people kind of uh, put them on the, the, uh, the big bad villain platform and then kind of put Karen and nowadays. Now, listen, I've been watching Potomac since season one, week to week, every day. I'm talking about week one, episode one, season one. And so, you know, I might not be as, uh, I might not be as sold on Karen being the gatekeeper of heaven just yet. Or Ashley, you know, Ashley somehow has turned into a, uh, Iyanla Van Zant, she didn't had a baby and all of a sudden uh <laughs> she's made of uh 
of, of gold and chocolate and uh, only she can find the last ticket to Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Now, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know where all that came from. Maybe if I have a baby one day, it'll it'll make me into uh, <laughs> Jesus and uh, Joseph and everybody else, too. I was about to say Cain and Abel, but child. That goes to show how long it's been since I read my Bible. Let me move on before my uh my Kojiks come and attack me. I'm wondering how all of this played with the viewers because that's one thing I really haven't seen online. It was just something I was more curious about. I'm wondering because on a talk, you know, on one hand, I can appreciate that level of honesty because in reality, it was soon after the fight that they had that sit down. And she said, you know, no, I'm not remorseful right now. Will I be one day? You know, I don't know. It seems like Chris is more embarrassed and remorseful than anything because he actually genuinely likes, uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, Candace and Chris. And so who knows? Maybe one day he'll be the one to be peacekeeper and keep them all together. But I think they can. Uh, kiss their friendship goodbye the same way Karen and Giselle can kiss their damn friendship goodbye because Karen week after week day after day on social media poor Karen ain't, I, I don't know if LaDom ain't doing well but Lord knows she talks about ooh, she is upset I'm gonna actually let me stop because I'm gonna touch on that as my last point I'm gonna just say it and then get off this podcast because uh, y'all gonna beat me up for it but I don't give a damn if y'all beat me up for it. I'm saying it in a way. But before I get to that point, I want to pose a question. Uh, and it's my next kind of big talking point. Are Karen and Ashley good friends to Monique? Or are they better enemies to the rest of the cast? And I've been wondering that for the latter part, really the the majority of this season, honestly, it seems as though, you know, it's being painted that Ashley and Karen are these uber forgiving people, but Karen and Ashley have been doing this for five years, the same as most of the cast now. They have been doing this for a long time. They're they're OGs in Potomac. I'm wondering, because it seems, that, you know, Robin kind of called it out. It was seeming as if uh, Karen, you know, if it was anybody else, I would have to think if it was Giselle that put her hands on somebody, Karen would be absolutely ruthless in that moment. If it was Robin, Karen would be absolutely ruthless. So it makes you wonder, is this because you're really good friends with Monique and you want to, you know, call her out, but you also want to buy every excuse she gives you? You know, I blacked out or, you know, I'm just so sorry about it and I don't want to, maybe I need to. Uh, you know, take a step back and all like this. Are you wanting to buy that because you're her friend? Or do you know that Giselle opposes Monique so harshly that for the sake of keeping fans on your side and for the sake of God, what other motive? This <laughs> Keeping the fans and just for the sake of uh, being enemies with Giselle, is that why you so strongly support Monique. And I'm wondering if the same can be said for Ashley. Ashley, it seems, you know, is going through all this stuff with Michael. She has a baby now. Is she kind of doing a Denise Richards, I want to change my image season? Or does she genuinely just say that, you know, oh, this wasn't a big idea. I wasn't there. And that's that, that 
might play a big part in it. Are we saying that, you know, we genuinely believe that she's just such good friends with Monique that she is going to believe her and uh, take her word for it? Or does she also, being an OG, kind of see the benefit in stepping back and saying, you know what, these people, I, I might look like a fool this season because I had this man constantly uh, slanging that dangling around Potomac and Arlington and Great Falls and D.C. and Baltimore and, and uh, 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 Maine and Maryland and uh, Connecticut and Vermont and uh, Atlanta and Orlando and uh, uh, Memphis and Nashville and uh, Dallas and Austin and, and, and uh, Beverly Hills and uh, 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 Monterey and everywhere else around us, you know, just slanging at that slang, just slanging it all around. Or is she realizing that he might be slinging that thing all around and that for her to stay in the good graces and not be viewed as the dummy, I, I hate calling her that, but to not be viewed as the dummy by the fans because of how Michael is treating her and is doing her in public. It just makes you wonder. Like, I'm not calling out any ulterior motives, but I don't know. I, I feel like I'm one of those people that's been too invested and watching this show for too long to just really believe a lot of these huge kind of character changes that we're seeing. You know, I feel like Giselle and Robin, you know, have played the same kind of role since the beginning. And so them having slight changes, like Robin's relationship with Juan changing for the better, believable because we've seen that progression on the show. Ashley or Karen kind of jumping out with a whole new personality at a moment's notice and are suddenly like the fan favorites on the show. And I don't know. It might, it, to me, it seems a, a tad bit more calculated, but to somebody else, it might just seem that, you know, uh, motherhood made her out of clay and she's really uh, Zeus and Hera and Apollo and Artemis. I don't know. We'll we'll move on from that. That's just a question I really kind of wanted to pose to you guys because it's been something that's really been kind of eating on me for majority of the season. You know, I, I'm still harping on it, but Karen, <laughs> Karen has always kind of been to me the one that's had the most trouble being truthful on the show. Now that's why earlier this season. When her and Monique were sitting down for that conversation and uh, she was telling her about her problems with Ray, that was shocking to me as a fan. As someone who has been watching this from the very beginning, that was shocking to me. I'm not used to seeing that level of honesty from Karen Huger. And so these kind of huge abrupt changes from these cast members is just like, whoa, what is happening? But maybe... Then again, to give Karen the benefit of the doubt, maybe she's being so open and honest because she truly is going through something that she's kind of viewing as traumatic in her life. You know, her and her husband have completely shifted gears. It seems as if she, he feels as if she's too busy with uh, La Dame, <laughs> La Give a Damn, and uh, she's not giving a La Dame to him. And so, I don't know, it's... It's kind of, it's sad in a way, but it's also just like, ugh, I don't know. Maybe somebody at some point will help me figure it out because I need a little help with that. 
because I don't want to come across as a, a Karen and Ashley hater because I really do feel like Ashley is growing. But literally up until this season when she had the baby, Ashley was, I'm talking about off the chicky chicky chain. Ooh. In my mind, it kind of seems as if Ashley and Monique have traded places. I watched the after show. You know, they do that after show on bravo.com. And it's and Robin made kind of a sentiment. She said that Monique told them that she was so happy not to be pregnant because she can finally, quote unquote, be messy again. Now, of course, many of us would take that as a joke. But the way the season has progressed, there might be some truth to it because, you know, Monique had a really easy season four. She wasn't really, you know, uh, in a lot of things. She was there, but you know, not really participating heavily. She was pregnant the same way, you know, like Eva couldn't always like participate to her fullest capabilities on the uh, Atlanta cast because she was pregnant a lot. It seems like they've kind of switched places referring to Monique and Ashley. Now, Ashley is the new mom. She's so, you know, concerned about Dean and really concerned about the image she's putting out there. And she just seems so much calmer with every single situation Whereas Monique now is on 13 and it seems like she wants to give her fans a redo of her season four. That's just something to think about. It's just really kind of how I've been feeling about those two in particular. And I'm going to leave y'all with this. This is my last talking point. It's not a big one though. Do y'all think Karen wants to be a green eyed bandit? It, I know that sounds crazy to y'all, but to me, ooh, y'all are going to say I'm dick riding the green-eyed bandits so hard, but I promise I'm not. I love me some green-eyed bandits, but I promise I'm not. But it seems like, ooh, let me just, I'm not even going to try to, I was going to try to make this like as politically correct as possible, but it really kind of feels like Giselle is that girl amongst this group of women, and everybody wants to be on the Giselle side. Now, have they accepted the fact that they never will be? I think so, because I think that Karen and Monique on some level have always kind of just said, you know what, this ain't gonna work between us, so let me be in opposition to her. But the way that Karen has kind of been obsessive online lately, it makes me think that there's something deeper there. It feels like she really wants to be a green-eyed bandit because she targets Robin and Giselle with her comments so often online that it's like, okay, Karen, sheesh now, like this getting a little, <laughs> this getting a little played out, mama, let's, let's calm down now. But I, I just wanted to ask y'all that. I would love if y'all actually hit me on Instagram and told me your thoughts about that or emailed me. Look at that. That's the perfect way to segue out of this episode. I feel like I just get, I did not mean to talk for this long. I'll probably edit this down. It's probably gonna be like 40 minutes. Good God, I was thinking I was going to get on here and talk for 10 minutes and give y'all a little episode, basically tell y'all where y'all can hear me everywhere this week and then uh, just give y'all some talking points. But of course, me, the blabbermouth that can never stop talking, I talk for 72 hours. So let me just tell y'all where y'all can find me. Of course, you can email me, housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at housewivesmarvelpodcast. And if y'all follow me on Instagram, you already know we have a ball on Instagram. I make the most ridiculous memes. Y'all comment. Let me tell y'all something. Those DMs y'all send me, I <laughs> they make my day. I could be at work 
cussing up a storm. And I'll see one of them DMs, one of them nasty. The I'm I'm a child of God. Y'all is nasty. I see one of them nasty DMs y'all sent me. And I'm like, I can't do nothing but laugh. Y'all are hilarious. And when I tell you this community that we're a part of has opinions about everything. I mean, like people will find a way, like I'll post the most like random, I'll post like somebody like from the Dallas cast and they'll find a way to throw shade. And it's always so funny. So if you're not a part of that community on Instagram yet, you got to follow us at housewives, Marvel podcast. We laugh all the time. You'll get to see all the other people that we interact with. It's such a good little tight knit community. And this it's just so fun to be a part of. So follow me on there. Email me your thoughts. I gave y'all some big talking points. I want to know everything. Do you think that, uh, you know, should we be judging black women dancers? No, but should we be judging black women on how they're portraying themselves on TV? Uh, were the women allowed to be upset that Monique brought it to a physical altercation or did Candace bring it to a physical altercation? You know, y'all are divided about that. So however you feel about it, let me know. Uh, are we mad that Monique wasn't remorseful or are we happy with the level of honesty that she brought to that conversation? Uh, you know, are Karen and Monique <laughs> good friends to, I'm sorry, are Karen and Ashley good friends to Monique or are they better enemies to Giselle and Robin basically? And now Wendy too. I feel like Wendy is a good green eyed bandit. So I'm going to include her in there, but she's going to be my, uh, my beautiful Nigerian bandit. I'll call her that my Nigerian bandit. I love me some, listen, I, okay, let me stop. I was about to get all off track then. This is going to be another uh, hour-long show. And then lastly, does Karen want to be a green-eyed bandit? Email me, Instagram me, DM me. I want to know all your thoughts. And of course, I'll see you guys later. See ya! Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.